Hello and welcome to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. I am your host, Terrence M. Stanton. This is episode 22, being recorded on the evening of October 22nd. It's a Friday, 2021, and we will begin, as we have been, with our 54-day Rosary Novena, The Intentions. Today is day 16, the Joyful Mysteries in Petition. And our intention is for the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary by the Pope and all the Catholic bishops of the world in the manner requested by Our Lady of Fatima, which will end these chastisements, prevent greater chastisements, and result in the conversion of Russia to the Catholic faith and a period of world peace. I unite this rosary with all of the rosaries offered for the same intention. Amen. Please pray that rosary every single day. It is the prayer of the gospel. It is giving our beautiful, sweet, perfect Queen Mother, our Blessed Virgin Mary, a rose every time we say a Hail Mary. She absolutely loves it when we pray the rosary. As I've mentioned before, it's like saying I love you to your mother. She never gets tired of hearing I love you. Um, So this is a case where repetition in prayer is a very good thing. We can't tell Our Lady of Fatima enough how much we love her and how grateful we are for her. I'd like to talk a little bit this evening about what we can do with our friends, our family members, our neighbors, in trying to spread this message of Our Lady of Fatima and God's love for each of us and heaven's peace plan, if you will, the forthcoming reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and how to establish that in the world. We all need to repent and believe in the gospel. And a crucial part of that, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has set it up this way, is to develop in the world a devotion to the Blessed Mother and for the consecration of Russia to take place by the Pope and all the bishops of the world. So I was at the Fatima Center website, which those of you who have been listening um, to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast since its inception, thank you so much. I've seen that we have listeners in the United States, Australia, um, Austria, Germany, Mexico. I appreciate each and every one of you. God love you and thank you for listening. You know that I use the Fatima Center's website quite a bit because they have a lot of great resources pertaining to information about the full message of Our Lady of Fatima because there are a lot of misconceptions about the message, um, a lot of thoughts uh, about the fact that the consecration has already taken place. It has not, as the Blessed Mother requested. But how can we do more to spread this message to the people we care most about? And so I'm going to begin with this article that says, What You Can Do With Friends and Neighbors. Sister Lucy of Fatima said, We should not wait for an appeal to the world to come from Rome on the part of the Holy Father to do penance. Nor should we wait for the call to penance to come from our bishops 
in our dioceses, nor from the religious congregations, no. Our Lord has already very often used these means, and the world has not paid attention. That is why now it is necessary for each one of us to begin to reform himself spiritually. Each person must not only save his own soul, but also the souls that God has placed on our path. Very wise words from Sister Lucy. As I was reading that, I was recalling Dr. Ralph Martin and Mr. Peter Herbeck from Renewal Ministries, two gentlemen I have a great deal of respect for, two very faithful and ardent Catholics, discussing the encyclical Evangelii Nuntiandi by um, Pope St. Paul VI. I believe it was written in the mid-70s, 1975 perhaps. And the Holy Father talked about the fact that we don't have to be asked by someone to evangelize. This goes right along with what Sister Lucy was saying. You don't have to wait for your parish priest or the bishop to say, hey you, go out there and preach the gospel. By virtue of our baptism and then our confirmation, we are all missionaries. We are all commanded by our Lord to preach the gospel. To tell everyone we meet about how much God loves them. Now, that's not necessarily going to be a conversation every single day about the faith, but we can do little things here and there, uh, asking people if they want us to pray with, with them, the kindness that we show to others. Sometimes all it takes is a smile when someone's having a bad day, and a lot of people have been having rough days recently. Just the fact that you show some modicum of kindness and compassion towards other people, just being cheerful during the difficult times we're going through right now, people begin to wonder, why is this person joyful? Why does this person seem to have a sense of peace? Why is this person seemingly happy when so much is going on in the world that is leading others to anxiety and despair? And we can share the reason for our joy. Our Lord Jesus Christ is passion, death, and resurrection. So we don't have to wait on a bishop or a priest or religious or anyone else to tell us, hey, come help me uh, evangelize here. No, we're called by virtue of our baptism and our confirmation to spread the faith, to tell people about God's love for them. The article continues, St. Augustine reminds us that we must pray as if everything depends on God and work as if everything depends on us. Provided here are some of the most effective ways we can gather together to pray, do penance, and reform ourselves spiritually for the purpose of saving our souls and helping others to save their souls. The Family Rosary. Give me one million families praying the rosary and the world is saved. 
Blessed Pope Pius IX. We have all heard that the family that prays together stays together. It seems that in our difficult times, in which the family is continuously assaulted from almost every direction, the family needs the weapon of prayer more than ever. But how should the family pray? St. Francis de Sales said that the greatest method of praying is the rosary. Sister Lucy explained the power of the rosary when she told Father Fuentes, Look, Father, the most holy virgin in these last times in which we live. Uh, I love that she says that. Look, Father, the most holy virgin in these last times in which we live has given a new efficacy to the recitation of the rosary to such an extent that there is no problem, no matter how difficult it is, whether temporal or above all spiritual, in the personal life of each one of us, of our families, of the families of the world, or of the religious communities, or even of the life of peoples and nations, that cannot be solved by the rosary. There is no problem, I tell you, no matter how difficult it is, that we cannot resolve by the prayer of the Holy Rosary. When the family comes together to pray the rosary, they are complying with a request made by Our Lady of Fatima in each of her apparitions. St. Jacinta of Fatima, the youngest member of her family, was the one who convinced her family to say the family rosary together. We also should try to establish this most efficacious custom in our families. Regarding the family rosary, here is what some of the Roman pontiffs have said. If you desire peace in your hearts, in your homes, in your country, assemble every evening to recite the rosary. Blessed Pope Pius IX. It will not then seem too much to say that, in families, in which the rosary of Mary retains its ancient honor, the loss of faith through error and vicious ignorance need not be feared. Pope Leo Thirteenth. The rosary is the most beautiful and the most rich in graces of all prayers. It is the prayer that touches most the heart of the Mother of God, and if you wish peace to reign in your homes, recite the family rosary. Pope St. Pius X. There is no sure means of calling down God's blessings upon the family than the daily recitation of the rosary. Pope Pius XII. It is important not to lose this precious practice. We must return to family prayer using the rosary. Pope St. John Paul II. Prayer groups. Sister Lucia Fatima said, There is no problem, no matter how difficult it is, that we cannot resolve by the prayer of the Holy Rosary. We are living in a time of crisis, and sin and apostasy escalate daily. We, as members of the Church Militant, are therefore obligated to take action and to fight against the forces that seek to destroy Christ's reign and souls. And what action is more effective than prayer, and especially the Rosary? Our Lady of Fatima requested again and again, that we pray five decades of the rosary each day. Speaking of the tremendous power of this prayer, Pope St. Pius X said, Give me an army saying the rosary, and I will conquer the world. And I also recall in Austria, this was several years after the end of World War II, the Red Army packed up and left after... Germany, of course, was occupied after World War II, and Austria was as well. And the Soviet Union, um, I believe it was in the mid-1950s, just got out of Austria. And the Catholics in the country attributed it to the fact that there were massive rosary rallies, about 10% of the population maybe, 
were praying the rosary and the Soviets who were not in retreat anywhere else in the world by any stretch of the imagination. No, just the, the opposite. And communism was on the march. Um, agreed to withdraw from Austria. And Catholics to this day in Austria attribute it to the fact of the power of the rosary. And there were numerous other stories, of course, I can relate pertaining to that and the power of the rosary. I highly recommend the book Champions of the Rosary, The History and Heroes of a Spiritual Weapon by Father Donald H. Calloway. The power of the Blessed Virgin Mary is absolutely immense. And the power that we wield when we use her weapon, and it is a spiritual weapon. Uh, I'm sure many of you know St. Padre Pio, when he said, bring me my weapon, wasn't talking about a, a knife or a gun. He was talking about his rosary. It's the most powerful spiritual weapon we have in our arsenal. If you want to make a big difference in the world, pray the rosary, pray it with your family, pray it with your friends. The power is awesome. Our Lady of Fatima's power is beyond belief. The article continues, It is truly efficacious to form prayer groups and to meet regularly to pray together. Our Lord said, Where there are two or three gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Matthew 18.20 When we gather together to pray, we can be sure that Christ is in our midst and that our prayer will be even more powerful. Saints Teresa and St. Padre Pio especially encourage the formation of prayer groups. Prayer groups can take on many forms, but they are essentially simple and do not require large numbers. St. Louis Marie de Montfort particularly recommended group recitation of the rosary. When people say the rosary together, he said, it is far more formidable to the devil than one said privately, because in this public prayer, it is an army that is attacking. It is very easy to break a single stick. But if you join it to others to make a bundle, it cannot be broken. In union, there is strength. In his book, The Secret of the Rosary, St. Louis de Montfort lists the following benefits to the practice of public group prayer, especially the rosary. Number one, normally our minds are far more alert during public prayer than when we pray alone. Two, when we pray in common, the prayer of each one belongs to all. We make one great prayer together so that if one person is not praying well, someone else in the same gathering who prays better may make up for his deficiency. In this way, those who are strong uphold the weak. Those who are fervent inspire the lukewarm. Number three, one who says his rosary alone only gains the merit of that one rosary. But if he says it together with others, he gains the merit of each rosary. This is the law of public prayer. Number four, Public prayer is far more powerful than private prayer to appease the anger of God and to call down his mercy. Holy Mother Church, guided by the Holy Ghost, has always advocated public prayer in times of public tragedy and suffering. And we are certainly going through a lot of suffering in the church right now. It's almost like a prolonged Good Friday. We need community, right? We need family. We need our friends. 
no man is an island. We need the love and support of those around us. And what better way to do that but in glorifying God and honoring the Blessed Mother by praying the Holy Rosary. Number five, if the faithful pray five decades of the Rosary in company with others, whether in public or private, they may gain an indulgence of 10 years once a day. A plenary indulgence can be gained on the last Sunday of the month with the addition of detachment from venial sin, confession, communion, a visit to the church, and prayers for the intentions of the Pope. If they perform such recitation at least three times in any of the preceding weeks, the block rosary. The block rosary consists of groups of people living within close proximity of each other, praying the rosary for the church, their families, their communities, and their country once a week. It is suggested that they especially pray for the bishops and pope, so that they do their part to bring peace to the world by consecrating Russia in the form requested by Our Lady of Fatima. The group meets at a different participant's home each week at the same day and time. They should not serve refreshments or have discussions or long conversations on these occasions, as it is not a social event. The group should not, like the block rosary in its area, lose its spiritual purpose little by little by letting it turn into a social event. Therefore, prayer groups, and especially the block rosary, are ways in which we can truly come together to draw down grace and mercy from God through the hands of the Blessed Virgin Mary. When we pray in groups, we, as members of the Church Militant, strike a powerful blow against God's enemies. Let us therefore gather together to pray and commit to reciting the Rosary together once a week, and thus doing our part to convert sinners and bring about the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The 54-Day Rosary Novena, which we are in the midst of right now. And I've mentioned before, but it, it bears repeating. The 54-day Rosary Novena is an uninterrupted series of daily rosaries prayed in honor of Our Lady. The devotion was revealed in 1884 to the grievously ill Fortuna Agrelli by Our Lady of Pompeii at Naples, Italy. Fortuna had been suffering terribly for 13 months, and her illness had been declared incurable. On February 16, 1884, Fortuna and her relatives commenced a novena of rosaries. On March 3rd, the Queen of the Holy Rosary appeared to the sick girl. In the apparition, Our Lady, sitting upon a high throne profusely decorated with flowers and surrounded by luminous figures, held the Divine Child. In her hand, she held a rosary. Both Our Lady and the Child were clad in gold-embroidered garments. They were accompanied by St. Dominic and St. Catherine of Siena. The beauty of Our Lady was marvelous. Our Lady spoke to Fortuna. Child, thou hast invoked me by various titles and hast always obtained favors from me. Now, since thou hast called me by that title so pleasing to me, Queen of the Holy Rosary, I can no longer refuse the favor for which thou dost petition. For this name is most precious and dear to me. Make three novenas and thou shalt obtain all. Our Lady appeared to Fortuna again and said, Whoever desires to obtain favors from me, should make three novenas of the prayers of the rosary and three novenas in thanksgiving. The novena consists of praying five decades of the rosary each day for 27 days in petition, then immediately five decades each day for 27 days in thanksgiving, whether or not the request has been granted. 
On the first day, meditate on the joyful mysteries. On the second day, the sorrowful mysteries. On the third day, the glorious mysteries. On the fourth day, meditate again on the joyful mysteries and continue thus throughout the 54 days. The 54-day rosary novena may be a laborious novena, but it is also a novena of love. Those who are sincere will not find it too difficult if they truly wish to obtain their requests. This novena will be especially powerful when groups form to pray it together. The Universal Living Rosary The Living Rosary is a special way to join your prayers with those of others through the powerful prayer of Our Lady's Rosary. The Living Rosary Association was founded in 1826 by Venerable Pauline Marie Jericho. <coughs> Excuse me. Being a member of the Living Rosary consists in enrolling with the association and upon being assigned one decade of the rosary, reciting it faithfully every day for the rest of one's life. One is not bound to fulfill this condition under pain of sin, but one must intend to remain faithful. One's decade may be prayed any time during the day. The indulgences granted to this devotion include all those of the confraternity of the Holy Rosary. Fourteen other members' decades will constitute the remainder of the 15 decade rosary so that each member will receive the graces of the entire rosary. Thus, the individual unites his prayers with those of 14 others who together pray an entire 15 decade rosary every day. Pauline Jericho's idea was to form a prayer group consisting of the good, the mediocre, and those individuals who had only goodwill. 15 coals, one being well-lighted, three or four partially so, and the others not at all. Bring them together and you have a furnace. And of course, the five first Saturdays. On November 1st, 1927, Sister Lucy wrote to her godmother, Dona Maria de Miranda, I don't know if you already know about the repertory devotion of the five Saturdays to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. As it is still recent, I would like to inspire you to practice it, because it is requested by our dear Heavenly Mother and Jesus has manifested a desire that it be practiced. Also, it seems to me that you would be fortunate, dear Godmother, not only to know it and to give Jesus the consolation of practicing it, but also to make it known and embraced by many other persons. It consists in this. During five months on the first Saturday, to receive Jesus in communion, recite a rosary, keep Our Lady company for 15 minutes while meditating on the mysteries of the rosary, and make a confession. The confession can be made a few days earlier, and if in this previous confession you have forgotten the required intention, the following confession's intention can be offered, provided that on the first Saturday one receives Holy Communion in the state of grace with the intention of repairing for offenses against the Most Holy Virgin and which afflict her Immaculate Heart. It seems to me, my dear Godmother, that we are fortunate to be able to give our dear Heavenly Mother this proof of love, for we know that she desires it to be offered to her. As for myself, I avow that I am never so happy as when first Saturday arrives. Isn't it true that our greatest happiness is to belong entirely to Jesus and Mary, and to love them and them alone, without reserve. I would also add St. Joseph to that, this being the year of St. Joseph, of course. People are rediscovering St. Joseph and devotion to him. What a tremendous blessing that is. It continues, We see this so clearly in the lives of the saints. 
They were happy because they loved, and we, my dear godmother, we must seek to love as they did, not only to enjoy Jesus, which is the least important, because if we do not enjoy him here below, we will enjoy him up above, but to give Jesus and Mary the consolation of being loved, and that in exchange for this love, they might be able to save many souls. Sister Lucy has written numerous letters encouraging her friends and family to foster devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, especially through the practice of the Five First Saturdays. Her writings have likewise encouraged and inspired people around the world to practice the Five First Saturdays devotion. Not only does this devotion console Our Lady's wounded heart, but it also appeases the anger of God, which many people continually incite by their many sins. Sister Lucy wrote on March 19, 1939, Whether the world has war or peace depends on the practice of this devotion, along with the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. This is why I desire its propagation so ardently, especially because this is also the will of our dear Mother in Heaven. She also wrote on June 20th of the same year, Our Lady promised to delay the scourge of war if this devotion was propagated and practiced. We see that she will obtain the remission of this chastisement to the extent that efforts are made to propagate this devotion. Thus we come to understand that we can avoid the punishments that we will justly deserve for our sins if we work to propagate the devotion to the five first Saturdays, in addition to praying and petitioning for the consecration of Russia. We can easily follow Sister Lucy's example and encourage our friends, family members, and relatives to join us in making the five first Saturdays devotion. As Sister Lucy wrote in the letter to her godmother, quoted above, we would be doing the will of God and would be fortunate not only to know the devotion of the five first Saturdays and to give Jesus the consolation of practicing it, but also to make it known and embraced by many other persons. Let us therefore strive to console both Jesus and Mary and help our friends, family members, relatives, and the world by practicing and encouraging others to practice the devotion of the five first Saturdays. And let us conclude by honoring Our Lady of Fatima. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Josef, terra daimonem, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So please, encourage your family and friends to pray the rosary. Pray the rosary with them. Tell them about the five first Saturdays devotion. Tell them how much Jesus loves them how much Our Lady of Fatima loves them, and how much St. Joseph loves them. I greatly appreciate you listening to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. This has been episode 22. Goodbye, and God love you.